Well, hello. Hello. Hey. Well, hey, listeners. This is me, and thank you for tuning in to I'm Just Vita. Today is December 17th, 2019. And finally, we got Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Hi. How's it going? Oh, you know, just getting over a cold like everybody else in, you know, this country. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know that feeling and it sucks, but I am glad to hear you are feeling better. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, everyone, Stephanie is in, and as I've been telling you guys for the last couple episodes, today we are finally going to get on a topic that, topic, I'm sorry, that most people are afraid to touch on or they won't touch on. And it is mental illness, but it is about time that we start to discussing it so that way we know which direction we should go to get help. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. So how about you tell everybody who you are, what you do and all that good little stuff? Well, I am, I've worked as a social worker uh, majority of my career And yes, I'm young, but I have worked in psychiatric facilities with children and adolescents. I've worked case management for low-income families that struggled with mental illness and were affected, whether it was the parent or the child, by that um, aspect of life. And um, I've also, you know, I've had a lot of experience in my personal life and as well as you know, helping others in the area of mental health. And it's something I'm very, very passionate about. And I approached social work wanting to help in the foster care system, but I guess God would call me to help in mental health. And that's where I've been. Well, that's good because we do need, you know, people in that field because as you and I have discussed, you know, in the past, mental health is one of those subjects that, People truly need help. Some of them need help for the right reasons and want it for the right reasons. Some of them don't, you know, but you don't know the who or what because we don't have the proper resources out here to actually get the help. That is so true. That's true beyond words. Right. It's like society has given up on people. They say, oh, you're just crazy. No, being, you know, someone who suffers from mental health issues myself it's not about being crazy it has nothing to do with being crazy life happens for all reasons and we come to a point where we just don't know what to do and it's nothing crazy about it it's we need help so Stephanie what do you think the biggest issue with why they don't want to give people help or you know why people don't want to get help I honestly think it's a twofold issue. The biggest issue is we have a flawed mental health system. People seek treatment sometimes and they're told you have to wait five months to get into that psychiatrist. You know, you need Mm -hmm. help to get through a suicidal episode of, you know, wanting to, you know, end your life. But I'm sorry, there's no beds that are available. We're going to get you some outpatient help. And, you know, there's just... There's a flawed system that exists right now, and unfortunately, higher political powers are looking to build walls rather than fix this mental health system and this crisis that our country is in. Correct, and that right there alone lets you know that 
our government needs mental health because you are correct. They they rather build walls or put terrorists on different things than the issue we have going on right here at home. And the other part of the twofold, I hate to say it, is stigma. So many people are afraid to get help because it's something we don't talk about. You know, if you go and you're visiting with friends, you're okay to say, yeah, I got help for a sinus infection. But if you go in and say, you know what, I was so depressed that I was feeling desolate and I was feeling hopeless, that's not comfortable for people because there's so much stigma surrounding the subject. And so a lot of people that need help are afraid to get it because they don't want people to know that part about them or they don't even want to admit it themselves. That That's very correct. That That's correct. And to be honest with you, that was the me. You know, until finally one day it was just like, okay, it is okay. It doesn't change who you are as a person. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It's just that Mm-mm. life has happened and you just need some help to get through those rocky moments. And it's okay. Exactly. It is perfectly okay. And here's the thing. Um, one in four people, or depending on the source you look at, one in five people either have a mental health diagnosis or they're struggling at some point in the year with a mental health crisis. And so that means almost everybody out there knows at least five people. So whether you know it or not, somebody you know is struggling with their mental health. Correct. And nine times out of 10, you may not know. Because again, as you stated, a lot of people are afraid of being judged. They're, they're afraid of people turning their back on them because, oh, they're crazy. No, they're not crazy. Everybody needs somebody. And if we keep putting this this characterization that, oh, if you suffer from PTSD or depression or, you know, whichever mental illness you have, you're crazy or you know, life happens, get over it type thing, we will never get the proper help. No, we won't. And I mean, it's the saddest thing to me because, I mean, I've worked with parents that, you know, they they identify, you know, oh, I have a mental health diagnosis and I need help. But then when I, like, look to, I, in the past, I've looked to help those individuals and the, the resources aren't there. And, you know, there was a woman, you know, who will remain nameless for the sake of privacy that, you know, had a serious diagnosis and she needed a psychiatrist. Well, for reason reasons, you know, she didn't want to drive way far on the other cross part of town. And um, she ended up having to attempt a suicide to get into an emergency psychiatrist. Our system is backwards and it is a very, very sad thing. Yes, our system is not only backwards, it is broken. Very, yes. As you said, a person will sit there, have to nearly take their life for people to even pay attention, and it should not be that way. It should not take five or six months for somebody to be put, you know, into an inpatient facility for whatever reason, you know. But I have noticed that, you know, even when... I used to counsel, and yes, people, I used to counsel and do all that good little stuff. When you would go visit them inside of the facility, nine times out of ten, they have 
them so heavily medicated so they don't even know what's night or day. Yeah, this is true. I mean, I actually, you know, I've heard of, you know, the scenario where there's a person in a psychiatric facility who appears to be regularly functioning and, you know, maybe they're a little delayed or, you know, this is an example I'm thinking of, but, but, you know, then they get the medications administered to them and all of a sudden they're almost comatose. They're almost like, you know, to the point where you can't even talk to them. And it's like, if people are getting treatment, a lot of the times they're not getting the right treatment, even if they are getting that access. And that's correct, because, again, they rather keep people drugged up and want to know why people are hooked up on all these different opioids and narcotics and different things. Well, look what you do every time somebody walks in the door. Instead of trying to help them with the problem or fixing the problem, the first thing you go to is the medicine. Not, medicine doesn't cure everything. It's not like they have a disease. I mean, yes, no, yeah, but it's not, you don't need drugs to help. Some people need to, you know, have something to calm down a little bit. But like you said, you shouldn't be almost comatose. Mm, No, you're not getting any help. They just have you in the bed and you're just doped up. That's not helping the problem. No, it's not. The problem. And the fact that um, professionals, yet alone families, have to fight to get the correct services is, is not helpful for anyone. When I worked case management, there was a family that had three kids that were all at risk in different ways. And they were the, between the ages of like middle school, high school, and they all had severe issues in one way or another. And I had to fight quite really hard against the system, against Medicaid, against, you know, whatever insurance, you know, to get them the appropriate help. There was one provider in the entire city of an Omaha metropolitan area that was able to sufficiently help them. And it took months of waiting to get them that help they needed. And that's really sad because people don't understand when you suffer from mental illness or you suffer from anything, for it to take that long, that seems like a complete lifetime. And people don't understand that. I mean, and like you said, right here in Omaha, it's mm-hmm. really bad. You know, we have a, I'm sorry, I, I'll go ahead and say it, and I'll go on record saying Omaha, Nebraska has a real mental illness epidemic. We too have that flu is going around. That's how people here with mental illness is. And even with the flu, you have to let it take its course. The difference with the flu and mental health, when you let mental health take its course, that's all bad. People become suicidal, some become homicidal, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere else. And it's true, we don't, and not the fact that we can't have the proper resources and get the proper resources. Because as you see, when you look around the city, we have people in higher places that will rather build nonsense than to help the people, period. And that's, mean, that's our biggest issue right now. Yes. Yeah, we it, need it, the it, right it, people to speak for the people who can't speak for themselves. Exactly. And it's almost like the people 
that are in charge and everything else, either A, they are afraid to speak up, or B, they don't want to. And I'm leaning more towards B, they don't want to. And that's because that to me is very selfish. They don't suffer from it. So when somebody doesn't know what it's like to go through certain things, it's almost like they don't care, but that's not fair. No. Just because you don't go through something doesn't mean the next person doesn't. Exactly. Can I touch on a subject you and I have talked about like previously? Sure, go for it. Um, so I I've done some reading on the topic and you know, I've I've racked my brain over this topic again and again, but I know our our country like has so many views on mass shootings and it's so sad that the number that we see in this country is so much higher than a lot of other countries um, seeing this crisis. But here's the thing. Like if you look at um, like an article in psychologytoday.com, they talked about how mental health professionals agree that the majority of mass shooters don't meet the criteria of official diagnosis of mental illness. Yet we are trying to blame it on that. And that's not the issue. In fact, if you try to fix the entire system, the entire broken mental health system to help these individuals that are so sick they want to shoot a bunch of people, you have years upon years upon years of work to fix just to help that population. Right. And yes, and you and I have touched on that. And as I said it, you know, when we talked about it, and I'll say it again, it really pisses me off when you have this child who either just got dumped or they're mad at the teacher or just having a rather bad day. As soon as they go in here and they shoot up a whole bunch of people, whatever, oh, it's mental illness. And I don't want to pull a race card, but we're going to do it because it's fact. Nine times out of ten, it's a white child that went in there and did it. That's true. And they, and they have classified as a mental illness where you have minorities like ourselves Mm-hmm. We go and do something. We're terrorists. We're automatically terrorists. We don't have any type of mental illness. There's nothing wrong with us. We just went in there and we just did it because that's the type of people we are. We're terrible. We're terrorists. No. No. That to me is really messed up. That's it the is. type of world that we're living in where a lot of people don't want to look at race as being an issue. You better look at it as being an issue because it is. Racism has never left. It has never left. It's more acceptable, but it still exists. And the thing is, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing is, is that we need to, like, help people beyond labeling them with a mental illness. You know, a lot of the individuals are recognizably, like, not well. However, we're not getting them to a therapist. We're not getting them to a school counselor. We're not, like, getting them to the resource that could potentially reverse what the outcome of a mass shooting is. And that's very true. But, you know, I said on one of my uh, podcast episodes, maybe it was the first, second one, a lot of these issues when it comes to a lot of these kids, it starts at home. Mm-hmm. A lot of it starts at home, you know, and as a parent, sometimes, and in a lot of cases, we really need to step up and start taking some responsibility for our kids. Now, don't get me wrong, not all parents 
you know, know what their kids are doing because even when we were school age, we would go to school, say or do, or even wear certain things that we know if our parents found out we had on or did, what would happen when we got home? Simple. That's just being a simple, mm-hmm. you know. But I think nowadays parents are not parents. No, you know? they're not monitoring people close enough. They're not monitoring what their youth is doing, what they're being influenced by what they're being exposed to it's it's a very scary world out there with the amount of technology and the amount of people that misuse technology it there's just so many factors it it, it, no and that's correct and the key word you said was technology because Mm -hmm. we would rather give our child a phone a computer you know something other than our than to sit there and have to interact with that child. So modern technology, the world itself is raising these children, not the parents anymore. Well, and when and- when we're submitting them into like things like Fortnite or you know, let's let's get them like a video game where they're gonna shoot all these military or whatever you know, mm-hmm. like bad guys on the screen. I mean, it's it's if they're already in a place where they're not emotionally well because you're not nurturing them or you're not like taking care of them the way they should be taught and, you know, brought up, then they're only, you know, being fed very unhealthy things. And, and that is correct. You know, and for listeners that we're not saying anything is wrong with your game. Fortnite, I really no. don't. Get it. I think Fortnite is one of those games where I don't know. I don't get it. I've watched my son play it and it's just like, what are you doing? Really? You know, but at the same time, if that's all your child knows, that means they don't know right from wrong. Mentally, they don't. They don't know right no. from wrong because the game and everything else is raising this child instead of you. Yeah. it's there's There are changes that need to be made on so many levels, whether it's in our mental health system, our school system, our parenting like styles, and how we're raising our youth. I mean, there's the U.S. needs some reality checks, and I, I, I think we have them, but I think sometimes we don't actually acknowledge them. I think that's what it is. I think it's more so that we have them, but nobody acknowledges it until something goes wrong personally. You know, whether you mm-hmm. lose your child, which is a feeling I wish on no one, or you damn near lose your child, whether it's, you know, to death, the system something that's that's when it's oh now you want to do your shoulda coulda woulda no you have opportunity to get this correct right now how the hell are these all these kids getting all these assault rifles out of your gun case that is allegedly supposed to be locked yeah and you well i didn't know that he knew the combination you knew he knew the combination one kid, um, I can't remember. It's been so many, so you know, you get all the stories mixed up. Oh yeah. One kid was went to a, a shooting range with their father. You know, they they shot on a consistent basis, and you didn't think that you was training this boy to be a killer. You you didn't you didn't know that. All of a sudden, he takes interest in guns. That would have been a red flag. What you want a gun for? Why all of a sudden you want to know how to hold this gun? You want to go to the gun range and shoot it, but. Parents are so gun hog or want to be these kids' friends. 
you know. Or Here's I'll my thing, Vita, though. Yeah. Here's my thing. Like, I, I think you can take a kid to a gun range. The difference is, is did you raise them and did you teach them the responsibility of having a gun and what that can do? And did you, like, lead them to the point in their life that you know they're well-rounded and they are responsible and mature enough to handle that sort of thing? Or are you already bringing them from a place where you didn't give them the bringing up that you should have to prepare them for something that huge? You know what? And I think it's more of less that they didn't prepare these kids for it because it almost makes you wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, if kids that are doing it and they're always, like I said, depending on the race, it's mental illness or it's terrorists. It almost makes you wonder what's going on at home. Are you being beat at home? Are you being abused of some type at home, whether it's verbal or psychological? You know, it makes you wonder what's going on with these parents because nobody ever really talks about the parents. If you ever listen to it, it's always what type of kid this was. You know, the kid was bad at school or they said he was a troublemaker or this kid was, you know, a straight A student. He never bothered anybody. He, you know, it's the student, 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 student. Then they'll bring in the parents. Well, you know, dad, you know, let him go to the shooting range and dad said he was not a bad kid. He signed last time they went with what this, that, and the other. But they never get completely into that child's parents or their family life. Yeah, I mean, they had to learn it from somewhere. Exactly. And again, being a parent, everything starts on the forefront. It starts at home. So what's going on at home or with the parents or with whomever they're dealing with to make them think that it is okay to go and shoot up people? And that is a very good question. And here's what I want to know. If we can have preventative care for colon cancer, like colonoscopies, or if we can have preventative care for breast cancer, like mammograms, why don't we have preventative care for mental health? Changing the topic a little bit slightly, but it comes back to why are we not preventing and doing preventative for the most important part of our body? Almost not the, maybe not the most, but a very significant part, our brain. Well, you know what? I think the brain and the heart, they work together and I actually think that that's the most important because if our we're not in the right headspace mentally everything else goes downhill period yeah and we should have preventative care for mental illness they don't because again a lot of people don't think that it is an issue Hmm. it is a big issue I mean I get it some people play the system but People have been playing the system since the beginning of time. You're not going to get past that. No. But if you're a professional, then you should be able to know the difference. Exactly. You should be able to know the difference. And there's no excuse for it. No. But if people don't want to put forth the money for preventative care. And to me, it's all about the numbers game. Like you and I were talking about how you have the military who, you know, when they go to war, they be you know, a lot of them get PTSD. Mm -hmm. They called it shell shock for many years because they didn't know what it was. Yeah. It's not the fact that they don't want to get help. It's not. And me and um, one of my coworkers, he's going to remain nameless, but we were talking because he's done some tours. And 
we were talking about my dad who was in Vietnam and I was like, you know, no matter what you said to him, he won't discuss it. I said, but I noticed when you're dealing with people who's been to war, whether it's Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, uh, Vietnam, wherever, they never discuss it. Mm-hmm. But just having military background, I said, there's a reason for it. I said, a lot of people don't know. He said, of course not. I said, because you're sworn not to. Yeah. So I can't help you with something if you're sworn by our government not to discuss what's going on. Exactly. And that becomes a whole entire different issue. So yeah, there's a lot of people out here that need help, want help, and can't get it for one reason or another. But there's more people out here that want it, who should get it, and can discuss things, and they still won't help them. They still I, won't help. Them. Yeah, that I mean that that is true too. Um personally, like from my professional experience, it's always the ones that I, I see are the ones that want the help, but despite having, you know, the insurance or despite having, you know, the ability, it's not accessible. And that's a sad reality of where we live. It's very sad. It's very sad because we, again, we have resources. There's a lot of resources, you know, and then they want to know why people self-medicate or people turn over here to, you know, drugs or people flip out and do certain stuff. It's because they feel trapped. Yeah. When you feel trapped mentally, you will do everything in your being just to break free. If that means going out here and doing something horrific, that's what people are going to go do. And it's not to say that they're a bad person, but resources are limited and resources should not have to be limited. There is funding. If we put more money into our people <clears throat> and less into stadiums and rebuilding. But I'm going to give you a real example. So Omaha, Nebraska, they cut funding for the developmentally disabled. Not only that, but recently they passed like, like law stuff. I'm not going to be completely politically correct. Now I say it, but they passed legislation to expand Medicaid, but the governor is not allowing it to go into be in an act and it's not being enacted. And it's like so many people are being hurt by these budget cuts or these financial things that are out of their control. Yeah. And, and you know what? I did hear about that. I honestly did hear about that. And it's a sad situation. And that's what my last, one of my last segments was about people in voting. Because yeah. the people that we put into office, everybody is all about, you know, what's going on with the president. Yeah. He's who he is. Get over it. You know what I'm saying? But what we can control is the people that we're putting in as our mayors, our governors, our exactly. senators. As when it comes to the presidential, that's where you need to go out here and rock that vote. Because now we have people in place right now that don't give a damn about it. Yeah. You know, the only reason why, I mean, we have a mayor that I don't agree with her, her antics, her views, nothing and it is no secret i will tell her but she never answers her hotline and she's never in her office you know however she lives in a gated community she spotted somebody outside her something happened in her neighborhood so she got extra patrol so 
first of all, you live in a gated community, okay? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, because somebody burglarizes a house that's not within your community, but in the area, now all of a sudden, you and the rest of your neighbors have this extra police security. Hmm. Talk about abuse of power? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that is. Is, is. is it that serious? And then all of a sudden you want to tear up downtown and oh change the violence and you know make it look more professional, bring more business. Let me tell you something about violence. If the person wants you, they're gonna go get you. I don't care if you're in church, I don't care where you are. If they want to go get you, ain't no grass, ain't no trees gonna stop nobody from going to do anything. So that is true. Billions of dollars into something that was just just renovated not that many years ago you could have been putting it back into the healthcare system where people can get that extra help instead of doing putting all that money there you could have been building another richer young or somewhere where people especially around this time of the year with the holidays exactly you could have put that into a facility where people could go now I, i remember telling you that i wanted to do something similar but the city shot it down and said no it's too much of that. No more house halfway houses. No this and no that. They shot it completely down. Completely down. I know somebody else was trying to do the same thing. They were like, nope, got shot down for it. You got all these abandoned buildings and all these other places. And you mean to tell me we can't use a building or a half of a building for that matter to help out people who need help? Me personally, I think they need help. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Oh, that's a topic of itself. That's a topic in and of itself. It is. It is. Well, we have a few seconds left. Is there anything you want to tell the people or, you know, anything you want to announce? I just want to encourage people, if you need help or if you know somebody who needs help, NAMI or depression by science, there are things out there that can help. And get that help for yourself or help somebody else get it. It's out there. Um, maybe not mm. everything is out there, but start with speaking up. I just want to say that. Start with speaking up. Yes, and I and I agree because people can't help you if they don't know what the, they're helping you with. But exactly. everybody, that is Stephanie. We did touch on mental illness, how it ties into a lot of different things. And exactly. Stephanie, I do hope, because again, there's a couple of things that me and Stephanie have talked about that we want to talk about that we're going to get some other people on. So not everything is as serious as this because you know we're not always serious we have a fun side to us but oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) right but still we like to raise awareness because again this is one of those subjects that people are so nonchalant about talking about or it's blamed on everything giving people who actually suffer from it a bad reputation so they don't want to speak up exactly well thank you for having me Vita I really appreciate it I I love your podcast Thank you. You are very welcome. So guys, until the next time and in between time, in the meantime, I am Just Pizza. Enjoy your week. Bye.